When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, H-Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura. Today is just me and Christian, because Rodrigo's out there uh, enjoying his, or living his best life, I guess, in Italy. Because, you know, COVID is kind of over, I guess, Christian. But hey, right. man, how you been, dude? <laughs> good, man. Good. You know, just kind of, you know, getting uh, recuperated from last week. Uh, we had a good uh, a good party, a good match, uh, a good win. So, you know, we're just getting getting back in the hang of it, you know, just trying to get get, you know, get this uh, over with, not over with, but get, you know, get the podcast recorded and, you know, let the people know that we're here and stuff like that. For sure, man. And, it was a busy weekend. Yeah. For sure. And pretty much as soon as the as the uh, as the match was over, I was in vacation mode already and uh, took a couple of days. My wife had been wanting to get out of town for a bit. So we went to Austin. The, you. you know out of all places not that i'm a, i'm not a fan of austin the city at all i don't know just because i don't like the hills and stuff like that i'm not a big uh i don't know i like my my highways to be pretty flat unless it's like an overpass you know whenever yeah. you're in the bellway or something like that but it was a good one and then you know went to the rodeo so yeah you're you're right it just feels like there's a lot going on at least for me uh, and obviously, Rodrigo not being here says says a lot. So some of us may be in spring break mode, and and you know being able to take a little bit of days off, man. You're probably you know the only one working from us. Yeah, well, yeah. These past two days I've been off, but you know we're gonna get back on the grind tomorrow. But yeah, it is what it is. You know, uh, it's spring break for for some people. Some some people can't. You know, I see la vida de pobres. Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is. But let me just but go ahead and d- tell the people. Yeah. Yeah, let me just tell her where they can get at us, and then we'll get talking about the Vancouver game in Colorado. Uh, so you can get at us at Dynamo Theory on IG and Twitter. You can uh, hit us up at Dynamo Theory Podcast at gmail.com for anything there. You can find me at Chris Putalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. And you can find Rodrigo in, uh, in Italy somewhere. No, I'm just kidding. Rodrigo <laughs> at Rodrigo Segura 01. But yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, how did we were both at you know at the at the game we none of we didn't sit in the, in the press booth as, as we usually do or as right. I usually do. Yeah, uh, I took my I took some of my uh, well I took one friend and then two my, my two of my brothers and then my dad and you took your dad as well. How was that? Man, that was, that was pretty fun, dude. Like that was the second match in a row that I stayed with the supporters section or in the supporters section. With the search, I guess, if uh, you know, and and it was fun, man. I think uh, that vibe is so cool. Uh, this time though was much better than last, just because we finished off with streamers at the end. Uh, you even got yourself, 
Yeah, pretty pretty good video throwing that throwing a streamer. Right. Maybe we should have blocked your face in case you know MLS decides to find uh, find, <laughs> find you. But uh, no, man, it, it was it was good vibe. Uh, you know, got to see one on the one of the goals on our side and get to, got to celebrate the winning goal basically on the supporter section, and uh, it was fun, man. I think uh, uh, we're getting you know I, I we really want to get accustomed to the team scoring for sure. So and winning. But, um, you know, my dad uh, slowly has become a Dynamo fanatic as well. You know, we basically he kind of brought me into being a Chivas follower all my life. And now I'm basically the one kind of showing him the way of the orange. So it, it's, it was fun. Man. And I guess that's kind of what happened with you guys, too. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I took both of my, like I said, both of my brothers and my dad and same thing, you know, uh, same thing my dad made me a boca fan and you know i guess now it's my time to to make him and and all my family uh dynamo fans yeah well my one of my brothers he's he's a little bit more into the dynamo than the other the other one just doesn't really you know he's a sports guy but not really like you know too crazy about it but you know whenever like we're go, we go to stadium or we do stuff he'll like join but my dad, you know, he really liked it. You know, obviously he never been to it. Like, I think the only one, he's only been to a Dynamo game before this one. And we sat like, you know, on the other side or something. So like being in that whole environment with like supporter section and like drinking, you know, like, you know, having a, not even a lot, but, you know, just having a beer uh, here and there and, you know, just that the whole environment. And then, yeah, you know, with the goals, even though we missed it, because we were getting nachos. <laughs> But yeah, he, that, that was a bummer for y'all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. man, that was such a nice goal too. Like I was, I was there, and then like you heard the roar because like we were like just you know behind the like right. basically the section, and then you heard like wow, and you were like oh shit, we scored, and then <laughs> like everybody just kind of went wild in the line and stuff. But I mean, it was cool. Then yeah, the streamer part at the end of it was pretty badass. Yeah, hopefully I they think- keep that going. Yeah, the only thing that was missing to make that night great, atmosphere-wise, you know, apart from, you know, the stadium to be a full capacity, you know, we're not there yet. Um, but just singing, like, Forever We Are Orange at the end would have been, like, you know, the cherry right. on top. Uh, but it was still great. It was still great. And I guess, you know, without further ado, we can start talking a little bit about the game of what we yeah, saw, you know. let's do it. I, I'd love to mention the fact that it's different to watch the game, especially in the supporters section. Yes. Just because, you know, there's flags, everything kind of in your way of trying to actually <laughs> analyze the game. I think most of the time you're just kind of following where the ball is going. You know, you're just like, oh, ball there, ball there, ball there. Yeah, it's hard for you to kind of picture the entire uh, field uh, compared to like seeing it from up above or a TV or something like that. But, hey, don't don't tell Paolo that like that you, how you watch the game on TV right. is, you know, what you see because. I won't be all that great with Nakamura, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he's <laughs> but, not uh, too much of a fan of those questions. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, this is what I saw. Yeah, he, <laughs> he don't 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 go at him with oh, those man. questions for sure. But hey, um, overall, I mean, we saw the lineup. We can start with the lineup. The lineup, you know, was close to what me, you, and Rodrigo kind of mentioned in the sense of like we probably would see their Coco or Quintero starting. I referenced the fact that I wanted to see both of them start and it did happen. So, you know, we came out basically all out attack to start the match, which again, I had mentioned the fact that it was going to open up for counterattacks and boom, you know, Vancouver scores first and everybody's kind of 
hitting a little bit of that depressed mode. But it was great to see the team, you know, uh, Paulo mentioned that, you know, ban and not break because they did a hell of a job of coming back after being 1-0 after attacking pretty much the entire, what, 15 yeah. minutes before the goal came. Um, and they look good, you know. They were pressing when they needed to press. They were, uh, you know, holding ball when they needed to hold. And the goals were, you know, we were saying, you know, us being so close in our section talking to yeah. each other during the match, we were like, the goal is going to come. Like, it's, it's coming for sure, you know. And sure enough, obviously, Quintero gets that good setup. Well, it was all started by Coco, which right there, you already have both Coco and Quintero being a part of the play that ended up yeah. being the first goal. You know, Coco sends it out. Corey Bear basically filters it into wide open Quintero. And Quintero, you know, finished it nicely, which is a ball that some people have missed. So glad that he put it in. For real. And then, <laughs> you know, the second goal, too, is like one, a beauty. You know, obviously you have Sebastian trying to hold off a defender, but it ricochets off the defender and lasts perfectly for Quintero to have like you couldn't hit any a ball better than how he hit it um really clean honestly like the way that I was sitting it looked like it was if it didn't go in the box it was I mean in the goal it was gonna go straight at me but uh it was great to see that ball go in and and everybody used to you know go crazy with it so I yeah like you were saying it's kind of hard to watch it from the angle that we were at and just you know the 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 number of distractions that you have flags, beers, chanting, people watching, you know, I, I always know if I'm going to go like, you know, with the supporter section, I'm not going to pay attention. So I try, but you know, it's kind of hard. Um, but let me ask you a couple questions though, uh, that I, I kind of wrote down. Um, so one of the things that, you know, I was just listening to Glenn Davis right now, uh, which Derek was on shout out to Derek, one of the guys from Dynamo theory, one of the writers, one of the editors, uh, he, and they were talking, you know, about the team and stuff like that. And then uh, uh, Glenn Davis had Coco, right? And he asked him about the goal, the first goal with Corey Baird. Um, and he said that they always practice, well, they practice that in practice. The uh, Corey making runs and then Coco kind of sending through balls, basically, to hit him up in that open space. But uh, what do you think about Corey Baird? You know, because a lot of people have been talking about, how, you know, he's not really producing as much as we thought he was going to, or, you know, he's just not really showing up. I think that was like the only, maybe the only thing he had in like three games that we can say, you know, right. he was very important in, but, you know, overall, what do you think about Corey Bear? Do you think he should start the next game? Do you think we give him another chance? Do you think we maybe replace him? Um, especially with a, you know, with the new rumor of another, winger coming in that could be a competition for that and then you also you have Pasher uh who else do you have you know you have Memo maybe that could play on the right side you know what do you think so uh before we jump I guess a Colorado match whether he starts or not I think just looking at what he's done in the past he's done what has been asked from him right I think obviously we had struggled to score uh but defensively he was good at pressuring the opponent when needed and creating some sort of spaces, uh, like how he did it in the game number three, right, against Vancouver. Um, the guy, you know, some he can sound be average per se, but I think it really is the role that he is playing. Um, for a long time, he was, uh, uh, you know, a high-up wing or even striker. 
Uh, and he could probably be a second, you know, second striker to Sebastian if needed. But in my perspective, you always want to change, you know, the team around. But looking at what Palomo, uh, Nagamura has done, excuse me, uh, definitely is more of a, this is my team. I'm going to tweak the tactics. I'm going to tweak, you know, some of the positions. Uh, and and with that, I feel like Corey Bear is probably going to start, you know, because he did very well uh, throughout most of the game uh, doing what was asked of him. And Nagamura, I, I don't think that he has a recent, you know, a big enough reason to sit him out unless it's an injury, basically, for the next match. And, uh, you know, the Dynamo did a very good job against Vancouver, um, finding, you know, exploding the wings with uh, Fafa, obviously, is going to get most of that for sure compared to Corey Baird because of the uh, speed that he has. Um, but they complement us very well that now we just need to see if they can be more dangerous in the box and, you know, have an assist for Sebastián to score his first goal in MLS. I agree. <laughs> Usually I try to find something to maybe kind of, you know, bounce off. But no, I think, I think, I mean, I agree. But here, let me hit you with this, though. Uh, so on the chat, you know, the, the Dynamo Theory chat that we have, uh, somebody had mentioned about, you know, how, you know, Paulo Nagamura is already a lot better coach than Tab Ramos because he was, mm-hmm. he was able to figure out that Quinteros is probably the best player on the team. And he was he started him right away. You know, right. in comparison to Tab Ramos, he shout out forever. to Zach. Exactly, yeah, shout out to Zach. Uh, he he mentioned that. Uh, he pointed that out. Um, but here's my question to you. So we've been seeing in this past three. Obviously, it's only been three games uh, mm-hmm. where we the first two we played kind of defensive. I guess you can say. You know, we sat back a little bit more, and then on this one we decided to go a little bit more attacking, and that's where we saw Coco and and Quintero come in. You know, from the beginning. So. My question to you is, do we go Coco Quintero every single game or do we, you know, if you were Pablo Nagamura, you know, which I think we might have an idea what he might do, but, you know, because he literally prepares for every team differently. You know, he kind of like sees what they do, how they're going to come in and da, 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 you know, if it's going to be a harder team, da, 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 da. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he's going to, you know, he sees how the team comes in. And then he kind of prepares his starting 11, you know, in accordance to what he's going to be against, right? Uh, and then obviously he, Vancouver wasn't a great attacking team. Therefore, you don't have to be so defensive. So he went Coco Quintero. With a Colorado coming in and also uh, Glenn Davis had uh, Marcelo Balboa on his show. Oh, he, I love that guy. Yeah. and he I, does, I think we should try to get him just because I want to talk to him, to be honest. Right? Anyways. It, he's yeah, Argentinian, isn't he? Or like, yes. Yeah. 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 So Marcelo Balboa does uh, commentary or an, an analysis. I was going to say analyst. Analysis. <laughs> he's the, one of the analysts for, uh, for Colorado. So they were talking about that. And then he asked them, you know, about, Colorado playing style what, what would you describe it as and he said consistent right and then if you look at Colorado's last matchups uh so the first one they lost to LAFC 3-0 and then they played two at home they beat Atlanta 3-0 and they beat uh SKC 2-0 so obviously they're a good offensive team so my question I guess after all that is mm-hmm. do you start Coco and Quintero again or do you go back to your defensive you know just kind of wait it out bring in Quintero towards, you know, second half and go 
back to your you know memo seren uh veto right. trifecta i guess so obviously compared to what um compared to what you saw from vancouver you know playing at home Russell Lake as well you know we said back playing at home which it was the first game you know there has to be some kind of icebreaker uh playing against Sporting KC you knew you had to play defensively you don't want to go out there and get destroyed so you know taking that 1-0 loss makes sense Vancouver comes in and you have to play more attacking um that's why you bring those two guys right you're not trying to disrespect any team but you do know which ones are weaker in some aspects and that you can explode. Colorado is, you know, it's a very good team. They have a very good players. Their coaches, it's funny because their coach is a lot of a defensive-minded guy, which is kind of like what Polo, Paulo kind of reminds me of, you know. Um, but ideally, you want to come, uh, you know, attacking early on. So seeing Conco and Quintero wouldn't shock me, but Colorado, even though they were, you know, pulled out of, they were trying their best to try to make it far into the uh, Conca Cup Champions League and rested a bunch of players and play them early during preseason against us, actually, um, when we ended up winning 3-2. And so they have lately, they've been struggling to hit all cylinders, but they think they're consistent enough and they're going to get better as the season goes along. Um, therefore, you have to, you're going to see probably a more conservative Nagamura, whether it be he only plays Coco to start, and maybe you see Memo out there, and then, like you said, maybe put in uh, Quintero in. But maybe, but at the same time, it'd be, it, you have to see it as a team. Just look at the, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Barrios. You know, the guy played with FC Dallas for such a long time. For whatever reason, this guy loves to co- score against the Dynamo. Yeah. And yeah, I don't so. think that we have a lot of players that can match up to him, to, uh, you know, Mark Anthony Kay is another guy that is very good in the midfield. So I think he's going to try to keep possession. So he's probably going to play a little bit more conservative. And that's uh, Nagamura that I'm, you know, talking about, basically. And then let me ask you, well, okay, so then moving on. Um, so I guess we can say that you will probably, you know, if we had to guess, we'll probably see either Coco or Quintero going, not both at the same time, right? And most likely Coco because he's the more uh, more right. defensive one out of the two. Well, right? and he's, he's the one that can give you more minutes uh, sure. at a consistent rate, yes. right? Because, you know, Quintero is definitely more of a high revolution guy. So hence why he gives kind of, tire more you know faster and obviously he's 10 years older than coco is so yeah um you have that as well that's crazy that's a big difference <laughs> <laughs> all right so let me hit you with this uh you know obviously in the in the summer or not even i'm tripping in the summer no in the winter we went out and we got sebas sebastian uh, right. freda right you're uh you know at the time he was the biggest signing in club history or I guess right. money wise, he still probably is. It still know. is. Yeah. Uh, Ache yeah. is. But, you know, Ache will beat him by the name alone. Uh, and it's been three Bigger games. Salary for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, you know, Sebas, three games in. I don't think he has had a shot in goal. Maybe if he mm-hmm. has, it's probably in the one or two range. I'm not, I didn't pull up those stats. 
when do we start worrying about that? When do we start worrying about, you know, uh, is he going to be a Mahamich? Is he going to be, right. a, I mean, I don't, I, don't I doubt it. You know, I doubt. So but. here, I guess I, I'll, I'll go with what you're saying. So obviously, again, we saw the, the patterns of game one, game two. You know, he was very basically sitting on an island, not really getting anything towards him at all. Now, game three was a little different. He definitely had more touches on the ball. Uh, he had to come back sometimes too far that it left him not necessarily in a good space to, you know, make a run towards goal. Um, and the time that he did have the ball, he looked nervous uh, in the sense of, like, he was overthinking it, if that makes sense. Uh, you can see it definitely on that second goal. You know, he was trying to parry off a defender when he had an easy pass. He could have technically gotten that assist to Gimpero, but he was trying to do a little too much. Um, and <laughs> I guess it worked out in the end because, you know, we got to go last out of it for sure. But uh, do you start worrying about – when do you start worrying about Sebastian? Um, this game is not going to be an easy game. So I don't expect him – it, it, I feel like this game is going to be closer to that real solid late game. Uh, it's going to be very kind of um, standoffish for both teams. Um, so it'd be great to see a chance, you know, created for him and that he can put away because again, he's just going to start getting the more minutes that happen, the more he's going to overthink a lot of his actions. Um, he needs to get an assist or he needs to obviously score a goal would be the more ideal aspect of it. You know, I had called him. He was going to, you know, be our lead scorer by 15 goals. Um, I think you had said 20. Yeah. <laughs> he can do it. He can definitely do it. Right now, it looks a little bit, you know, it's four games in. Um, so he needs to score a lot of goals to kind of make any of those. But, again, I think it's uh, this last game, they definitely looked like they were having more fun. I know that's something Derek even mentioned um, that – maybe Glenn and Eddie were talking about during the broadcast that obviously we don't get to hear during the match from where we're sitting. Um, but yeah, they just look better. Like I think that whole chemistry is getting uh, better, but then there, this is the kicker though. Then you have Thor that comes in for Sebastian and the kid looks like he's just playing, you know, not scared, like nothing to lose. You know, this guy got drafted. Uh, which you know is not is not was it called a a um, for people to make it out of the draft is very difficult. That's where I was going with that. You know, if you get drafted, even you get drafted like top five, that doesn't mean that you're going to be like an amazing player in the MLS. So, well, you know, where Thor got drafted, he definitely have a lot to prove, and I think he just comes in with a different look to his game. He. And it's funny because you see him in this past match, he got, you know, sub, he subbed in for Sebastian and played striker. And the other ones, we've seen him play more of a winger uh, or, you know, right mid, I guess, and, uh, and still kind of have some pizzazz to his game. So the argument now is who's going to score first? You know, is Sebastian going to score first or Thor going to score first? Man, yeah, that's true. And that's a good, that's a good question because, you know, every time that you see Thor come in, he seems like he wants it. I mean, I'm not saying Seba doesn't want it because, you know, he's he runs his ass off too. But, uh, like, you know, he just didn't have a lot of chances in the beginning. And now, like you said, you know, the players feel more comfortable. I think everybody's getting 
starting to, uh, I think we still also starting to find our starting 11. I don't think, I mean, I've never seen a team or like a coach. I might be wrong, but I don't remember like a coach switching the starting 11, you know, depending on the rival. Because at the end of the right. day, you know, you have to play your game, not your rival's game. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, are you, it's like you have to, and you know, put that fear in them for them to be scared of you. And now you, you know, kind of prepare to their game. I don't know if I, if I make any sense. Which makes a lot of sense to what, you know, uh, Nagamura has mentioned that we have 17, 18 starters. And yeah. he's proving that because obviously, you know, had Davey basically got a few minutes, you know, at the end of the game, and we haven't seen him when he was such a influential, you know, player in our defensive uh, part of the field once we paired him with um, Tim Parker. And then obviously you still don't have Seca playing uh, or starting. Griffin mm-hmm. Dorsey, it's, you know, he's been playing good that, yeah. you know, he definitely, he didn't lose his place after injury. And he still played very well this match. So it, it's good to see that the internal competition is happening and that uh, Nagamura, and again, I don't want to, I was going to say Nagamura is smart enough to see that, but I don't want to necessarily poke fun or, you know, a stab at our past coach that didn't maybe get the aspect of the uh, competition aspect of it, right? Because you do have to see it as like, um, we, we do have 17, 18 starters because otherwise like it happened in the past, you know, people, Tim Parker knew he was going to start no matter what, you know, yeah. he and everybody else behind him, whether it be, you know, Alejandro Formayor or anybody, you know, playing that center back position in the past was just kind of going through the motions because he knew that no matter what he did to impress during practice, um, it was never going to happen. And, and I think, that's uh, very motivating for the squad. And we can see it. You know, it was a very important win for the entire team. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, even though maybe Sebastian didn't do much of other players, didn't get a ton of, like, you know, opportunities. It was great for them to all go and, and celebrate it as a team uh, with their coach because they can, I think they all can sense that they will eventually get minutes in the first team well i mean i guess the good thing about this year is that you know we do have the the u.s open cup so that's going to give a, a a you know a uh possibility for these you know not second string players because at the end of the day right so but also i have another question regarding that 17 18 starters thing but yeah so the u.s open cup is going to give a possibility to these guys that are not starting consist- consistently to maybe you know get a few minutes there and be able to prove themselves you know, also, you know, obviously, you know, now that we have Houston Dynamo Dos, that's going to give them also an opportunity to maybe come up and, and try to compete with those, you know, first team guys. Um, but I have two questions uh, regarding this whole, like one of them is about 17. 
Yeah, 17, 18, right. So one of the guys on the chat, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Dustin, he he basically said, you know, uh, if you have 17, 18 guys, it doesn't mean that you don't really have a clear starting 11. It right. doesn't, it, you know, it could be a good thing, but then again, it could not be a good thing because that means that right. you, know, you, you, you can't really like tell apart the good ones from the not so good ones. I, I mean, that sounds bad, but you know, like, well, the competition that's the is good, why, but, you know, and that's the reason why transfers are still going to happen. Right. Because yeah. you know that uh, it's definitely, it's not a cookie cutter answer because not a lot of people say it. So it's good that he's saying it because that's what he's seeing. And again, from the three matches we've seen, the team has looked very good under Nagamura. Right. Um, even with the results not necessarily being being uh, in uh, Houston Dynamo's favor, but at the same time, you're leaving open that 17 to 18. That just kind of you know also tells the people like you have to be competing for the job because I still have a couple you know Tam and Gam that I'm going to be using on a player you know and this international you know roster spots are available, so there's still time or you know. A room for improvement if that makes sense so you know whoever i bring in maybe my starter now so you know just letting you guys know that you guys have to work extra hard that's the mentality that i would do but yeah you're right i mean you're used to seeing you know when a team and i think that's a big reason too whenever a team is not necessarily solidified right if you see uh you know real madrid at his best you knew who exactly who was going to play every day yeah. There may be one or two changes. You know, if you saw uh, Barcelona, same thing. You knew exactly who was going to play. And unless there's injury, you plug and play. Now you see, and that's a good example, with Barcelona, you know, they have had such a drastic change in the last couple of years that their starting lineup is not necessarily like set in stone. And I think that's kind of where we're at. This is the point that we're evaluating players um, you know, the team is, uh, staff is evaluating players. So they need to have, see every single player and understand, okay, I have out of this 18, if one guy gets injured or if I need to change this uh, tactic, then this is who I put in. So you have your own player that you like, it starts to narrow down. I think you maybe go from 18 to 15 to 13. And then sure, surely enough, you know, you're starting to line up. But I don't think we're there yet. And then talking about, you know, starting lineups, how do you feel about the starting four in the back? You know, because a lot of people have been talking about, you know, teenage and, you know, the fact that, you know, he is a DP or, you know, he's in that status of DP money-wise and stuff like that. And also the fact that, Tim, well, Tim Parker has been doing a lot better. I can't I can't really, like, complain about Tim Parker right. too much. You know, we he has been really good defensively. And obviously, Steris, when he came in, you know, he came in with, with some questions attached to him. And then, you know, obviously the preseason wasn't probably the best one that he had. But, you know, in these past three games, he's been pretty solid. You know, there, there's not a lot of complaints, honestly. There's not a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, it's right. it, it's a different player from preseason. Preseason, I had a lot of worries. And me, myself, right. you know, I would have questioned it two or three times to start him. But now seeing him now and then seeing the way that he competes – or, you know, the way that he plays and the way that he, like, handles, handles himself, you know, I, I don't worry right. as much. Um, so the question basically is, you know, how happy are you with this starting four, you know, with, uh, I guess we can say Dorsey. I think Dorsey has beat out 
uh, Valentin, unfortunately. Um, and then, you know, you have, you know, Lundy, I think is the only solid, well, Lundy and Parker are the only like solid of the, of that four line of four. Right. And then, you know, Stares and, and, um, and Dorsey, but, you know, having a couple of players outside kind of waiting to come, not waiting to come in, but, you know, also fighting for that. Like starving to come in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're they're chopping at their lips for sure to get in. So what do you, what Um, do you think about that? I mean, Again, the, the and we've noticed this, right? We've only gotten scored not what two goals in in three games, you know the team and and one of them you can't even really call much of a goal, which was the in the it's sense of like the way that it was just bouncing around. This last one, the one that you're talking about, Stedes was the one I basically had fault that he got beat uh, to that corner. Yeah, yes, but no. Because <laughs> I, I, I just I just rewatched the 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 goal yeah. like three four times, and yes he did get beat, but then you can also blame Tim Parker because Tim Parker had a view of the player and Stairs had it behind him. So well, and you know. and I mean that you know that's an overstatement in my part because at the end of the day that was a very good ball that the homemade yeah. plays on Cavallini. Like you know when we we saw it and and like you know, real time. And we're like, how the hell did he score that? Because he was so close to that, that uh, front post and it, the ball even ricocheted from the post, I believe and went in. So it was a very tight goal to begin with. So not necessarily a full fault on status by any means, but he was the one on that side that you could see as, uh, I guess somebody that you can um, do a scapegoat on. Right. But uh, otherwise, the team man has looked good again. Tactically, it's good to see that you know when we play Griffin Dorsey, we expect Griffin Dorsey to go up high in the tag and try to do crosses. And in the opposite side, uh, Adam tends to kind of sit back a little bit more, and it kind of becomes like a line of three. Um, but what, and then obviously, and then sorry, and then when uh, we've seen Sadik Valentine play, uh, Valentine is the opposite. Valentine kind of like they push him high. But the one that really goes up and down is it's uh, Adam. Really, he gives more of that liberty, just because Sadik is better in possession with the ball and tends to do a good job of passing. Um, we haven't seen much of Seca to say much. Uh, I'm assuming if it's calculated correctly, he may give you what you know a good mixture of what Sadik and Griffin Dorsey provide. Right, uh, be able to mm-hmm. attack, kind of go high, do some crossing at the same time be able to be fast enough to get back into position when beat and uh, being able to play off your center backs. The big difference, and I know is not necessarily part of the line, um, but I think we should touch on the fact that Steve Clark has been great for us, man. And and I think that's a big reason why Tim Parker and Stedis have been thriving the more they are, you know, the chemistry gets built um, just because of the way that, Steve Clark, it's, it's a full professional. You know, he's, he knows his position very well. He's very talkative, you know, communicates um, where he wants his uh, defenders to be on the field. And so I think that has helped Nakamura, you know, fine-tune and organize uh, defensively. Uh, and it's good to see. So I just wanted to add that. Yeah, so I was just, I was just thinking about two things. I was thinking about... Well, I listened also to the City of Football podcast, you know, the, the Dynamo podcast, 
and the guy uh garrett heinrich i think is the the guy that right. hosts he had uh pat uh, not pasher he had asher and he had um pat, pat Olmstead, right yeah. yes and and one of the things that they talked about was about you know bringing all these players building the culture and, and then they started going into statistics and one of them was about steve steve clark how steve clark usually um the the percentage of goals against he usually would beat that odd so like he usually would you know mm-hmm. beat like they would give him a number and then he would beat it so obviously that meant that you know he helped you know in a way his team win in, in a way you know because he would let you know the expected goals were a lot less than what they had projected on him so obviously we're talking with a really good goalie and and we have seen you know only I know it's a collective, uh, you know, thing, but obviously when you look at goals, you, you just look at the goalkeeper and two goals in three games is not, not really a bad, you know, Mm-mm. like you said, you're not a bad uh, number, especially when one of the goals was kind of, you know, crappy in a way. Um, right. And then the other thing about the, the, the different styles of status and teenage, right? Because teenage, I mean, if you, if you kind of look at him, he's, he's kind of reckless. Yeah. You know, he's, he's very, dude, he, keyword that that defines him and it's good and bad right reckless offensively you don't want to go up too high and then reckless defensively because you don't want to get a red card and i think he plays that line that fine line very very well and i think that's the reason why fans fell in love with uh hadavid pretty quickly man yeah well yeah because we didn't we we didn't have anything like that kind of stood out defensively like that somebody that was just like wild He, he's literally he's like a wild dude like and but then you have stairs who you know comes in as a more of a like a more of an appropriate you know def, uh, you know center back you know just a tall guy or well, even though teenagers tall as yeah. well but you know like, i think he's like a positional he's like a very positional center back yeah like he you know he plays where he needs to be basically he's not the fastest guy So I think he, he's very good at his position on the field. That's what helps Stettis a lot. Do you have a preference? I mean, right now, Stettis is being the guy. So, uh, and I mentioned that, you know, Rodrigo is the one that said, game one, Stettis is starting. Like, don't be shocked. <laughs> and we were all like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, yeah. Davey's going to play. But it made more sense, you know, especially the more you actually – you know, listen to uh, what Nagamura was saying in his interviews. Uh, it just seemed like he was leaning toward status uh, for whatever preference. Um, and I'm a believer that if a, a pair of center backs is doing well, there's no reason why you should change them. So as long as we don't get destroyed by Colorado, uh, status is probably going to continue to play, you know, till, till something else. I'm talking about you know the the possibility of getting destroyed which hopefully doesn't happen but you know they do have a bunch of uh players that you know fit that description of being able to destroy a team you know yeah Ruben yeah. Rubio Barrios Estevez uh you know or yeah. the Brazilian guy that's been like pe- putting all the passes for all these goals Sanchinki I I can't pronounce his name uh, but I know uh, what you're talking about <laughs> but uh yeah give me your you know let's talk about some predictions what do you what, what do you think uh we're gonna look like after, first of all know, sunday, say, sunday night or saturday afternoon you know if you uh listen to this podcast great i hope that you keep listening to our podcast 
But secondly, if you watch the video and you see my camera just like <laughs> flinging and everything, definitely because I'm not in my usual space that I record in my laptop. So it's, it's kind of just funny trying to hold the camera steady. Uh, but I feel like I'm in like a, like the way that I'm looking, especially with the bare, you know, color wall in the back. I feel like I'm a narco that just got caught. Bro. <laughs> and they're like counting my uh, kilos over there in the corner. Right. And, you know, like mugshot left, mugshot right. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, but that that's a visual for you guys that watch, maybe watch the uh, the video more often than, than others. But uh, yeah, man, let's talk about results. I think uh, I don't want to quote all the way back to when we did like the preview of the seasons, because I think at the end of the day, like it's progressive, right? Um, the uh, So far, <clears throat> I don't want to toot my own horn, but so far I've been good on all hey. the ones that I called out. So. You know, I think I'm the I'm the only one undefeated uh, in our in our predictions as a uh, Dynamo Theory staff, which is great. Um, so I hope that I get this one wrong this time. But I think uh, just because of the team that we're playing, I, I think it's going to be a draw. Uh, I'm going to call. I hope that now that they got a taste of goals, that we get a few goals and we don't go goalless. Uh, but maybe uh, either a, I'm, I was going to say two. Uh, two two. I'll I'll say the draw of a two two would be a good, you know, four goals in one match. It'd be good to watch, for sure. Not the result we want, but I think a result against a very good, um, Colorado Rapids team. That's funny because I was gonna say two two two, two two two. <laughs> Just uh, because, everybody wants to be a yeah. winner like me. I know right? I got too many. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to copy you. No, but for the same reason, I think now that we got a taste of what we know what a goal is like. Uh, I think we're going to be able to put, you know, a couple in. But then also the fact that, you know, Colorado's a really good offensive team. And then, you know, right. you have Barrios, who it's almost a definite goal right there because he loves to score against the Dynamo. Uh, and then just just because they're, you know, they're 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 a good team. I mean, I, I think Colorado, uh, you know, has been one of those teams that quietly, you know, is like kicking everybody's ass in a way, you know, like one of those teams that like, I mean, they they finished first, like you know, in our yeah. conference last season. And nobody and, ever thought about that. And no, know? yeah, nobody would have put that. You know, everybody was waiting for Seattle to wake up, but I mean, they kind of still are because they started kind of slow again this yeah. season. But you know, Colorado has it's it's a proving that they're consistent enough that you know they just like anybody. You know, most teams you don't want your team to get hot in the beginning of the season. No. The Dynamo have been that. You know, we've gone. And, oh, my God, we're in, like, third place on the table. Look at us. And then we're crying, you know, at the end of the season yeah. uh, because we did, we were at the, you know, top three of the bottom of the table. So, you know, um, you want your team to get hot at certain times. Um, but we need to continue to get, get points uh, before, you know, uh, what is his name? Daguinho gets in. And, obviously, Ache Ache, you know, gets here in the summer. And there'd probably be one or two more guys that come in before that. So you want to be able to get uh, – be consistent, pick up points consistently. Right now we have four points out of nine. That isn't the most ideal, but it isn't terrible, right? I mean, there are yeah. stretches that we've gone zero out of nine for way too long type of thing. Right. So, you know, getting some points – I think right now we're sitting in seventh or eighth – I think eighth place or ninth place actually in the table – um, and again, it's just the beginning. Don't freak out, but at the same time, just don't think 
man, look at we look how we played against Vancouver. You got to kind of realistically see that Vancouver is also a team that struggles and bad match. We were the better team out of the sucky ones, you know. So we have to kind of <laughs> be realistic enough that you know don't expect for the body against right? But it's going to be a good match for sure. Like I said, don't expect it to be boring, especially because Barrios tends to love to score against us. For real, yeah. Well, since we already have a prediction and you know and everything, let me just go ahead and uh, give a quick shout out to the boys from uh, Houston Dynamo Los, who had that last preseason game um, against North Texas. Uh, Palomino put that in. Palomino coming in as a captain, so you know even though mm-hmm. we really wanted to see him with the first team, um, I you know I think he's thriving in Dynamo Los, and um, and I mean you know I it's who good knows, to see for know? sure, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe somewhere in the middle of the season, you know, we might be able to give him a few minutes in the, in the first team. Who knows, you know? But uh, then, so Palomino put one, you know, uh, a penalty kick. And then Papa Andoye, another player that uh, actually went on the preseason with the first team and had a good game in the... In one that was of the a Colorado games. match, I think. Yeah, I think it was in, yeah. against Colorado, actually. So, you know, he's one of also one of those other players that, you know, to keep an eye on. Uh, so, you know, shout out to those guys to finish on with, finishing off with a victory. And then don't forget their first game is going to be um, March 26th. So actually, you know, well, almost a week from Saturday. And they're going to be playing Whitecaps uh, FC2 at 8 p.m. at Aviva Stadium. And more than likely, I'm going to be there. It's a Saturday, uh, you know, to check out that first uh, game. And they're going to be playing, obviously, 24 games, 12 at home, 12 away. Uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be a good, a good thing to, to, you know, to go watch, you know, keep those young guys, uh, you know, kind of out there. So, you know, everyone, how they're coming up and, and all that. So, uh, yeah, with, with that being said, let's. I get jinx we're going on the orange talk again, cause I feel like that kind of backfires, but we're hoping to still do more orange talks in the future. Uh, but if you want to make it to the game. On Saturday, we do have a giveaway going on our Instagram page. So make sure to follow us on Instagram, obviously Twitter as well. But uh, the giveaway is on the Instagram. So just follow the instructions and you may be a lucky winner to be a part of that great atmosphere that the Hustle Town supporters do. Hopefully we get another big win and more streamers, uh, you know, tend to land on you. Some people don't know how to throw streamers. I got hit with a few that weren't open. And I was like, the heck just happened. So we're, we're new to this, right? We're new to the streamers and getting goals uh, to start the season. And, of course, you know, it's been a while since streamers were a part of the Dynamo. But it was good to see. It's good to see. So if you want to be a part of it, make sure to check that out, man. But, uh, uh, yeah, connect the people, man. Yeah, so you can hit it. You can get at us at Dynamo Theory on IG and Twitter. You can send us an email at Dynamo Theory Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Chris Putalias. You can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3 and Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01. We hope to have him back next week. But, you know, for right now, he's enjoying uh, his ice cream and his uh, pizza. Yeah, he's over there eating some gelato. gelato. And some, <laughs> by the way, they say pizza is funny or something too. But, uh, Le pizza. <laughs> But yeah, guys, hey, thank you guys, uh, you know, to all our fans and all the Dynamo, Houston, Houston Dynamo fans um, that listen to us, you know, don't forget to hold it down and keep it forever. Only.